the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we are, before we get to our guest and our main topics today, we cannot, we need to note, this is, we are just passing the one-year anniversary of Saving America. Otherwise, AK, otherwise known as the liberal, the vast liberal meltdown. Right. That occurred on November 8th of and, 2016. And, and whatever your frustrations are with things haven't been done yet, Obamacare hasn't been repealed yet, and they're fighting around with tax reform and all these things, you just try to imagine where we would be with Hillary Clinton as president. And that's true in light of the events this week. November 8th, there were a few elections that took place, and the media took the opportunity to really get on a soapbox and make those victories seem like something way more than they were. We will get to that. But speaking of victories, Greg, here we are behind the blue curtain in California. And we know getting victories in California, it's few and far between for conservatives, conservative values, our platforms. Uh, It's hard to win victories in the courts and to oppose progressive legislation uh, and the laws that are coming out of Sacramento. So when we do have a victory, we've got to highlight it and we've got to put it front and center. And on the phone with us is Robert Tyler, an attorney who, by the way, was one of our very first guests on the Unite IE radio show way back in 2013. And Robert is with an organization that is a public interest law firm. And that's uh, a complicated word for this is a law firm that will stand up for Christian values in the public marketplace. Have I got that right, Robert? Yeah, you got that right. And I would even make it even a little more broad to say uh, we represent First Amendment liberties to in the marketplace to protect our rights to... Uh, free speech and uh, freedom of religion um, and, you know, trying to beat back against those forces that come against us here in this uh, culture that wants to silence any uh, message that is traditional or uh, related to a Christian value. Well, if that's what you do, then you must be very busy in California because we know those forces are at work night and day. Uh, They sure are. They sure are. So we pro- uh, just got off yesterday a, a Ninth Circuit case that, uh, you know, it uh, it was a difficult one. And uh, so we're fighting these battles uh, on a daily basis here. We certainly appreciate that. And what prompted us to, uh, to ask you on the, the show this week was your great victory in the case regarding the F- Reproductive Fact Act. Why don't you tell us about what that law did and what you were able to do, uh, what you were able to accomplish? Yeah, boy, what what a what a fantastic uh, victory in uh, in the legislature of California. You know that is just a bastion of of liberalism 
and and they're not intellectually honest. What they, you know, typically, um, you know, we used to believe liberals were in favor of free speech. Um, that that was in the years past. These days, there's a lot of intellectually dishonest liberals. They're they're not really liberal. They just want to silence folks and you know the Antifa movement as an example. So here's what they did in the, in the legislature: they passed a law that uh, once once all the dust settles, uh, about 79 pro-life Christian-based counseling clinics in the state of California were required to post a notice on their wall in their pregnancy counseling center that. Uh, basically gave a referral for abortion, gave the phone number where women can go get an abortion. And that is exactly the opposite of why they exist. They well, exist. And, and I got to imagine, though, just to be equitable, the law also required abortion clinics to provide a phone number for a, a pregnancy, a Christian-based counseling center as well, correct? Well, you would think that, you know, if someone was going into an abortion clinic and they they wanted to know what all their options and alternatives were, then they would uh, post require pro life, or excuse me, they would require Planned Parenthood to post a notice in their in their lobby that said, "Look, if you really want to keep your baby, here's a phone number where you can go get uh, sure you can get free diapers and help and financial assistance to keep your baby." Uh, but but Don, no, that's not what the state legislature did. It only required these pro life Christian based pregnancy counseling centers that that are that exist to try to uh, oppose and try to help women keep their baby it requires them to post a notice and the phone number where women can go get an abortion now this is compelled speech and that is that's also being protected against compelled speech is also part of our first amendment rights yeah that's correct and you know let me tell you about this case what happens here in california is you have a lot of these um, these legislators they pass laws because they know that the judiciary often is extremely liberal here in the Ninth Circuit, as you know, as I know from yesterday. Um, and what happens is a lot of these laws that really, if we were in Texas or practically any other circuit, they would not stand. This law in particular, and here's what happened, is uh, we uh, filed, along with our friends at American Center for Law and Justice, we filed a federal lawsuit. And that federal lawsuit went through the district court. We lost. We appealed it to the Ninth Circuit. We lost on the same law for a pregnancy counseling center out of Northern California. Right now, that is pending in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. But we decided to take a, an, another strategy, and that is instead of relying upon the First Amendment of the United States Constitution and going through the federal system and federal courts, we filed a state court lawsuit based on the California Constitution. And there's a there's a liberty of speech clause in our California Constitution that we relied on. And it is that clause that the Superior Court judge in Riverside County uh, relied on to rule in our favor and, and decide that this bill was unconstitutional under the California Constitution because it is compelled speech and it violates the state constitution. So uh, we have two things going on right now. We've got a federal case. We've got a state case. And um, But this, this state court, uh, if we can win in state court, um, that's fine. We don't, have to, we don't have to win in the federal court. And the, the Supreme Court is, is totally discretionary whether they take the case. And they only t- accept a very small percentage of the cases that are where they're, they're asked to take, asked for review. 
So the so yeah. the independent so the independent California basis is 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 very important, and the California Constitution can provide a separate and independent basis for the ruling, regardless of what how the courts may interpret the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, exactly. And and one of the reasons why we went this route is because we wanted to spend time doing discovery. And on the face of the law, it looks like it applies neutrally. Well, it doesn't. On the face of the law, you look at it, and, and it would be real easy to just assume, oh, it's just another bill protecting um, the public. Well, the consumer. But when you dig into it, and you look into the legislative history, you find what the real intent was. It was This bill was sponsored by a group called NARAL, who's uh, an abortion rights activist organization. And then the bill also provided exceptions to the law that, well, it doesn't apply. The, the organizations that do not need to provide notice with the organizations that get Medi-Cal funding and, and are part of a couple programs. Well, we were able to take the time and when you look at over, I don't know, I want to say with about 1,800 licensed clinics in California to whom this law could apply, mm-hmm. after you take out all of the exemptions, all of the, all of the clinics in the state of California that are exempted by the, by the bill, it winds up only applying to uh, this very, very small group of Christian-based Wow. pro-life counseling centers. We need to take a quick break, uh, Robert, but we want to get back into the uh, conversation on this because this is something, this is a victory for life. It's a victory for the unborn, and it happened right in our own backyard. We're talking to Robert Tyler with an organization, a public interest law firm that fights for uh, Christian values, First Amendment issues called Advocates for Faith and Freedom. Uh, we're going to talk, we're going we're gonna to get more into what unfolded in a Riverside State Superior court with robert tyler after this a word from our sponsor for this half hour ed hoffman of wholesale capital corporation the place to go for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial more with robert tyler and religious freedom in california after this message hey larry elder here now if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start call my friend ed hoffman at wholesale capital corporation rates are great right now and from what ed tells me There are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. 
This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590 The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. At the Unite IE Coalition, we amplify your voice and multiply your activism, and that's the purpose of the coalition. And on the phone right now as a guest, Greg Britton and I have on Robert Tyler. He's the uh, lead attorney. What, I mean, what's your position with faith, with Advocates for Faith and Freedom, Robert? Yeah, well, I'm the president of Advocates for Faith and Freedom and General Counsel. And okay. Advocates for Faith and Freedom, as you said, it's a nonprofit organization. Um, it's a public interest law firm. But what we actually do is not, Advocates for Faith and Freedom raises funds to help us take on cases. And the way we handle it is my partner and I, Jennifer Birch, our law firm is called Tyler and Birch. We actually make a living doing business and corporate real estate, generic business oriented case law. And, but we have this organization that raises funds so that we can take on through our private law practice, these ah. pro bono cases. Okay. And we do it because it's a lot better to get in front of a court and not necessarily have advocates for faith and freedom behind your name because we don't want to suffer the bias that may come against us gotcha by the mere fact that we have a you know faith-based organization and one of the reasons for having you on the show today is not just about your victory here in riverside for uh you know those people who want to defend the unborn it's to put a spotlight on your organization and you can learn more about robert's organization by going to the website faith hyphen freedom.com and there you can learn more about the organization uh the cases that they've taken on um and also there's an opportunity for folks to donate so if that's in your heart to help the kinds of things that uh robert and his law partner are trying to do here locally you know you've got organizations like aclj that do this kind of stuff and uh other law firms that do this stuff on a national platform uh but your organization um i I don't mean to pigeonhole you but you you take on cases large many of which that i'm familiar with that are based right here in southern california in fact uh in the inland empire and we'll talk about one of those other cases that you were just involved with this week but i want to wrap up here uh on this one case that you uh, notched a victory in riverside county superior court um who granted you an injunction against a law that was passed back in 2015 correct um yes that's right it's called the fat reproductive fact act and the idea i guess behind the title is it required uh pro-life and um what would be the collective term for non-abortion uh clinics like planned parenthood um yeah it's basically pregnancy counseling center okay so this and that's that's effectively what it is so this law required them to post in their facility that they uh were required to refer people who came there for counseling also to a an abortion clinic in order to uh, understand all their options, correct? Yeah, the, the notice is, uh, basically says that uh, you, you can call this number uh, because you may qualify for free and low-cost abortion. And it listed a couple other things like uh, uh, contraceptives and, and, and a few other things. But the, the main gist behind it is that it's referring a phone number 
to the patients where they might be able to go get an abortion. And that is the exact reason why these counseling centers exist is to try to prevent women from having abortions and try to give them an alternative and give them uh, support and hope. Gotcha. And you, you're, I forget the legal term, but there's a term applied to the organization you were representing. You were representing an organization that takes these clinics, these pro-life pregnancy clinics into the community. Uh, It's called Go Mobile for Life. This organization is based here in the Inland Empire. You were representing them in this uh, pushback on this law. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Go Mobile for Life. What do they do? Well, Go Mobile, uh, great ministry. They have a um, uh, an RV that they have licensed through the state, where they have an ultrasound machine inside, and they'll go park on the side of the road at a at a Walmart or in front of a church, and um, they will stay there for a day or two, and they give free ultrasounds and women who uh, they give a free pregnancy tests. So women who um, you know maybe at that point, the early stages of the pregnancy not sure what to do, they see free ultrasound, and they were able to come in and get a free ultrasound. And um, and at that point, that's when this organization has the opportunity to, to give them support services and, and help them through the pregnancy process if they want, and it's totally free. Wow. And it illustrates not only that the Democrats want, the liberals, the leftists want unrestricted abortion, but they actually favor it. They don't want, they, they want to try to put these pro-life clinics where they give women the alternatives of how, how they can address their pregnancy, whether it's support to keep the baby or putting the baby up for adoption. They want them out of business. They actually want more women to get abortions. Not very inclusive of them. No. So it, it, it illustrates the minds, the, the, the radical far-left mindset of the California legislature that not only do they want abortion to be free, they want it to be unrestricted, but they want to eliminate any other alternatives. And they're willing to trample upon constitutional rights to free speech to do it. That's amazing. And you won this victory right here in Riverside just a couple of weeks ago. Yes, we did. And, you know, uh, it was uh, it's going to be appealed. No doubt the uh, state attorney general's office who uh, was defending the law, uh, they will appeal to the uh, court of appeal. But we have a very solid uh, opinion written by. Uh, the uh, Superior Court judge in Riverside County, and uh, we're going to stand on that. I think we're we, we are on the right side of the law and history, so I'm uh, you know hopeful wow. that uh, we'll we'll proceed on up. That is awesome. You know, the, the the judge. This was her last case. She's retiring, so this was her last case that she decided. Wow. And you have, you have yeah. to wonder if she had not been retiring and wanted to keep that job for a while for another ten twenty years, would the result have been the same? <laughs> I, I, with this judge, I think so. Um, and, uh, you know, she's well-respected. And the bottom line is, you know, this was a, this was a, good, a, a good opinion. She made some a very well-reasoned arguments, and um, I, I'm, I'm really hopeful we're going to we'll be able to win. And, and frankly, what's going to happen is there's going to be an injunction uh, that will ultimately be signed in hopefully in the next week or two by the judge that is going to officially enjoin 
the state from enforcing this law. Tremendous. We're talking to Robert Tyler of Advocates for Faith and Freedom. Let's take one more break here, and then we'll talk about some of the other cases that you're working on after this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM590, The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again, not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of homeownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free day or night, 855-640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m., right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, John Adams told us that the, our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people and is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And the left has been trying to undermine that for 50 years. And we have on the phone with us Robert Tyler of the Advocates for Faith and Freedom, who is trying to resist that effort in court. We talked about the great victory you had in the uh, in, in the uh, abortion notification case on behalf of pro-life clinics. You're working on another Inland Empire case. You've had an argument in this uh, before the Court of Appeal in Ninth Circuit this past week involving the Chino School Board. Tell us about that. Sure. Uh, the Chino Unified School District adopted a policy that allows invocations to be made, in other words, prayers, uh, prior to school board meetings. Now, the school board's been in existence since uh, I think it was 1890, something to that effect. Uh, they've been around for many, many years. Um, they've been doing invocations for many, many, many years, long before this case ever arose. But they had officially adopted a policy uh, that uh, satisfied uh, prior Ninth Circuit law that uh, addressed whether or not uh, invocations could happen before legislative bodies like a city council. And so um, the they were in they were sued by the Freedom from Religion Foundation, and you know the Freedom from Religion Foundation is you know they seem to be getting around all across the country. Uh, in fact, we had a case in Arkansas that we defended a, a parlor, a, a pizza parlor, uh, against them. But here um, they're they're here in our inland empire, and uh, they fought a lawsuit against the school board, and said that it's unconstitutional for them to allow. Uh, prayers before school board meetings and also attacked uh, the school board because there were some religious-oriented statements made over a couple-year period by a couple of the school board members while they were sitting on the school board. So uh, that uh, wound up with an injunction being issued by a a federal court, uh, a lower court, uh, and it prevented the school board from allowing any further invocations and uh, so we were asked to take the case up on appeal to the Ninth Circuit. We weren't involved at the lower court. So uh, we took it up on appeal, and the school board is simply saying, look, we don't, we don't care about the individual religious statements 
um, we, we're not going to appeal those and, and whether or not that is or is not constitutional. But we want to protect the right of a school board to allow invocations sure. before school board meetings. And, and that's what we did. So we argued that yesterday in front of the Ninth Circuit. Wow. Now, this is something that I, as far as I know, I've been to a number of city council meetings, school board meetings, and even some uh, county. This is something that happens fairly regularly in front of these meetings. So they went after the Chino school board. Does this mean uh, that they're going to get emboldened and go after other municipalities for the same thing, potentially? Well, uh, interestingly enough, is they went after um, uh, the... Uh, cities, and there was a case at the U.S. Supreme Court that was decided a few years ago called Town of Greece versus Galloway. And in that case, the U.S. Supreme Court said it is perfectly constitutional for a city council to have an invocation before school board meetings, just like Congress has done and the state legislature has sure. done. Congress, Congress started off in the Continental Congress with prayers, and then the very first con- uh, meeting of Congress— We've got a minute uh, left, just was, an FYI. Keep going. Okay. Well, there was there was a there was a prayer at the first Congress, and at the first congressional meeting, they uh, um, authorized uh, payment of funds to hire a chaplain who uh, was a chaplain for the Congress, and we've had it ever since, and we've had prayers. So it's perfectly constitutional, and the Freedom from Religion Foundation simply does not want to allow invocations before school board meetings, arguing. Well, there's young minds, there's kids there. We shouldn't allow it, but it's Amazing. been happening for years. That is the kind of work that Advocates for Faith and Freedom does. You can find more about them at faith-freedom.com. Robert Tyler and his law partner who uh, represent these uh, kinds of cases. You can learn more about the organization and donate to help them do this work, uh, much of which happens in California. In fact, Southern California. Robert, will you come back and update us on the uh, Chino Valley School District case? We'll be glad to come back anytime, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for being with us. That is our first half hour. Stay tuned for more up ahead with uh, the Unite I Radio program as we talk about, oh, I don't know, Donald Trump's first year and the great election that happened a year ago today, back after this. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. Life in America has certainly been different over the last year and largely different because of an election that happened back on November the 8th, 2016. And And we just passed that one year anniversary and that seems like a long, long time ago. It it, it does seem like a long time, but it also seems like just yesterday in some regards. This past week, November the 8th, A group of liberals outside Washington Square took the opportunity to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Donald Trump's election by doing minutes of primal screaming, echoing the response of both the media, progressives, the liberal, and the Washington, D.C. swamp did at about 2.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, when they finally called the race for Donald Trump. That was an amazing day. Do you remember where you were? Yes, we were at the, the our Redlands Tea Party. We, we had a, a party that, that night at, at Mill Creek, our usual meeting place. And we were a small group there, and we were monitoring the results. And I know very early on is that one is that the stock market futures had taken a precipitous drop. 
which meant late in the evening. Okay. Actually, once we remember when that that hour, there was like an hour where nothing was going on. And that's when the stock market tanked and 800 then, points. And then I saw also that the New York Times had the chances of Donald Trump winning started to shift. How we're just we're. 80, 90 percent and rising you know, and goes, so, OK, this is this this is this is uh, this, this is going to happen. This whole odyssey began back in 2015 when Donald Trump descended on the escalator in Trump Tower with his wife and made this announcement. We need somebody that can take the brand of the United States and make it great again. It's not great again. We need somebody that literally will take this country and make it great again. We can do that. I love my life. I have a wonderful family. They're saying, Dad, you're going to do something that's going to be so tough. You know, all of my life I've heard that a truly successful person, a really, really successful person, and even modestly successful, cannot run for public office. Just can't happen. And yet that's the kind of mindset that you need to make this country great again. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running for President of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again. There it is. That was the fateful announcement that set the world, at least the media, on fire. And now let's do a little brief flashback of how the media and other Republicans treated the Donald Trump candidacy. Donald Trump just last week, he confirmed to the National Review that he is again considering a run in 2016. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Look, look at me. Do it. I will personally write you a campaign check now on behalf of this country, which does not want you to be president, but which badly wants you to run. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. <laughs> is that people think that Donald Trump is a clown. Yeah, Donald, Donald Trump is a clown. I mean, does anybody seriously think that Donald Trump is serious about running for president? Donald Trump, you know, he's a clown. The likely moderator yeah. apparently, apparently believes that Donald Trump is a clown. Which Republican candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Of the declared ones right now, Donald Trump. <laughs> that, the last one was, uh, was Ann Coulter on the Bill Maher show. And you saw her, the, the, the reaction. From of, Joy Reid, who was an, a panelist but, that uh, night. Yeah, the, the, the panelists just were, were dro- their jaws dropped. They couldn't believe what they just heard. And you said the audience reaction was, was hysterical laughter. That could, that could not possibly be. And for Ann Coulter, it was simply as plain as day. The look on her face was just like, you're idiots. Just, you don't see what's unfolding in this country and how Donald Trump is going to resonate and is resonating uh, with the forgotten man, essentially. And he brushed aside uh, experienced Republican politicians, well-funded. Jeb Bush had $100 million to spend. And he was brushed aside like nothing because Donald Trump tapped into something. I remember there was later in the, in the, in the campaign, there was a program. You know, some uh, establishment types were talking about the campaign. And uh, one of them says, 
Donald Trump understands the culture and climate of this country better than anyone at this table. And that was and that was absolutely true. And that's and that's why he was able to be successful and get the nomination and ultimately able to win the election. I had the opportunity to attend a rally in Costa Mesa and sat in a press box with Michelle Moons from Breitbart, uh, Roger Simon from uh, PJ Media. And I during the uh, we got there early and I had the opportunity to walk around and, and, and poll people and ask them. How many political rallies have you ever been before? Have you ever been involved in politics before? 90% of the people at that Costa Mesa Donald Trump rally that I talked to, nothing scientific here, uh, but I was fairly random in the way that I went around uh, the Pacific Amphitheater asking that question. 90% of those people had never been to a political rally, never been involved in politics. They realized that something like you said that Donald Trump was doing connected with these people. And the atmosphere at that event was like being at a rock concert. That's exactly what it felt like. What you had is up to this point, you had Republicans. Well, you know, maybe we'll have a we'll, we'll cut some taxes and cut some regulations, and that'll make the economy go yada yada yada. And the Democrats were more government, more government, more government. But they all shared. Everyone in that ruling class, everyone in the political class, was did not care about the average working man and woman in this country. Until Donald Trump came along, I didn't even know this until he came along, is from 2000 up to 2016, 70,000 factories in America closed and those jobs went elsewhere, to Mexico, to China, wherever. And not a single person in the ruling class, in the political class, cared one iota about that. It was free trade, open borders, that's all good for the economy, the stock market will go up, yada, 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 but cared not one iota for the people who drew their living there. The guy who went to Kuwait in the first Gulf War or to Iraq or Afghanistan in the second war comes home, gets a job in one of these factories, starts a family, and too bad, go, go retrain yourself for something else. But Donald Trump did care about those people. And that's the kind of thing he tapped into. Same thing with immigration. The ruling class and the political class cared not one iota about the effect of open borders, mass immigration, mass legal and illegal on American workers. Only Donald Trump did. I mean, Donald Trump had a lot of, carried a lot of baggage in, in the nature of his personality, but no one else was willing to address that. So when it came, so, so in the election, when that tape came out, it didn't is, matter. It really didn't because the people, the guy who were either they had lost their jobs or they were worried that their factory was going to close. And I remember the talking heads after that came out and, and, and all of them were predicting that Donald Trump is done. He is done. And there were many opportunities like this all along the campaign trail, both in the primary and the general election, when uh, my my favorite compilation, we pay, played just a bit of a compilation, but you can go to YouTube and look at dozens and dozens and dozens of compilations of celebrities like George Clooney um, and some of whom were in that saying, Donald Trump doesn't have a prayer. Donald Trump won't won't win. Um, 
onto you know uh, media types. Donald Trump has not a prayer. Can't win. Won't win. Should just walk away from this. After he was became the Republican National Committee nominee, he was the nominee for the Republican Party. They all continued to take aim at him. Nancy Pelosi. He'll never be president. Um, on and on and on. And as time went on, we really began to see through the energy in those rallies um, at one level. Very few people predicted, um, you know, there were a few out there, a few lone voices predicted that Donald Trump even had a chance. Fortunately, there was a guy by the name of Steve Bannon that Donald Trump brought on board who said, even after uh, some of these disastrous events, you have a 100 percent chance of winning. And I believe it was Steve Bannon's. Um, unwavering belief that we could win this that kept Donald Trump's head in the game to a degree. We've got to take a break. We're going to talk more about the uh, anniversary and some of the things that have transpired since Donald Trump uh, took office uh, after our break from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We have been discussing this last segment about we just passed the one-year anniversary of the election of Donald Trump as president and America dodging a huge bullet in President Hillary Rodham Clinton. I can't even. I can even force myself. I think it's to more like that. a ballistic missile. Yes, we dodged a ballistic missile. When you, when you think of all the things, I mean, to, to continue on Obama's path, I mean, they thought they, that's part of why the reaction has been so vociferous against this. Is the left and the Democrats? They thought they had it. They thought they were going in for the winning touchdown, and they were they were going to to be charitable, fundamentally transform the United States of America, and the voters. And Donald Trump threw them a huge curve. I said way back in the in the campaign is the easiest part of making America great again was going to be Donald Trump getting the nomination. The next hardest or easiest part was winning the election, and that was that was a tough fight, and was barely done by about a hundred thousand votes in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And the hardest part is what we're in now. Implementing it. Actually doing it. Right. Over the determined opposition of the entire Democrat Party, mainstream media, a lot of big business, a lot of Republicans, foundations, universities, the entire ruling class wants to keep things like they are. Donald, Donald Trump said in his inauguration speech, 
What truly matters is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. Other than Donald Trump and maybe a few others in Washington, D.C., is there anyone else back there in the Capitol that agrees with that? Not many. Well, not many. And we saw an election this week that the Democrats are trying to pitch as a referendum on uh, Donald Trump's presidency, on uh, his first roughly 10 months of you know leading this country. Um, not getting a whole lot done legislatively, but, you know, definitely making good on a lot of his promises regarding uh, Supreme Court appointments, court appointments, um, you know, what he can do in terms of uh, it administratively rolling back, um, it, you know, laws, uh, getting us out of these the Paris Accord and this TPP. I mean, so in, in many respects, Donald Trump has uh, delivered. Uh, in, in on his agenda and is probably just as frustrated with the progress in the Congress as we are. One of the great uh, unreported stories is the ISIS caliphate is on the verge of annihilation. Now, that doesn't end the jihad. That doesn't even end ISIS because they because under Obama, they were, they metastasized and spread over many, many other countries. But their organized caliphate, a base of operations, is on the verge is on the verge of being destroyed, just as Donald Trump said it would be. And I, I think it's, uh, Sebastian Gorka, I heard him talking one time. He said within a few weeks of Donald Trump taking office, the military realized that the handcuffs were off; that he was going to let them, let let the military conduct the war and not restrain them and try to conduct exactly. it from the Oval Office. Right. Change the rules of engagement, essentially, to where the the attorneys at the Department of Defense no longer had to make these microscopic choices about whether or not to engage a particular uh, target that had emerged and just let the military act on its intelligence, act on what it was seeing in the field and take these guys out. And now we got the news this week that ISIS is withdrawing from one of their last strongholds. And that's you know, not like you said, that's anything that is the media would much rather talk about a couple of electoral victories on November 8th of 2017 this past week. Um, victories that were probably going to go their way anyways. I mean, Virginia already had a Democratic governor um, since Barack Obama was president. Virginia has gone from a purple state into a blue state, mostly because of a couple of counties in that state. New Jersey, not a wing and a prayer that they were going to get a Republican governor. Um, a couple of down races, yeah, they did okay in a couple of down races. But look at what, look at what the Obama presidency did to what the Democrats over the last eight years. How many governorships? How many state houses? How many down ballot partisan offices got uh, decimated? I mean, it, and now you listen to the media, and it sounds like all that's been unwound in one day of a few Democratic victories. Right. The, the media is the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party and has been for a long time. But in particular, their, their vociferous hatred and fear of Donald Trump is, uh, Newt Gingrich said, this is back during the campaign, is that to the people in Washington, Donald Trump is a horrifying figure. <laughs> Because he's going to try to change things. Guess which party hit a quarter century low 
in their ratings. I know the answer. This week. You saw it? How many, how many, how many choices do I get? Yeah, well, how many political parties are there, right, <laughs> that uh, this could apply to? Yeah, it, the Democrats were high-fiving themselves this week, but guess what? They've got some, some, some huge low ratings. Do you, you remember the numbers? I don't remember the number specifically, but right, it is the Democrat Party at a 25-year low in terms of approval. Yeah, 37% of Americans have a favorable opinion of Democrats, down from 44% in March of this year, driven largely, I would, I'm going to guess, by the, def, by the uh, uh, de, what do you call it when somebody leaves, they, de, the departure of blue dog Democrats from the, I mean, the Democratic Party has tacked way to the left. We see it happening in California. We see it all over the place. You see it in there. Uh, Tom Perez, who's now the uh, leader of the Democratic Party. And I don't think he can get I don't think he can do a speech without using the F. This is the new word. The Democratic Party is the F-bomb. Right. And it's also that their just vociferous opposition to Donald Trump doesn't get you that far. It doesn't make a case for why. All right. So what are you going to do about it? And just come back to what Donald, some of the things Donald Trump has done. We've had two quarters of 3% economic growth, and we don't even have a tax plan passed. This is based on regulation uh, being reduced and on optimism That's that right. things, are gonna, things are going to be better, and you're not going to have the, f- the boot of the federal government on the neck of business under President Trump. Well, yes. And for the last, uh, from essentially from the middle of 2014 to the middle of 2016, for a two-year period, you had the stock market trading in a range, never getting above 18,000. And the night of the election, yeah, it dropped 800 points, but the market has taken off straight up from there. So it hit a low, roughly 17,500 in the Dow, the night of the election. And here we are, 23,500. We got to take a break and we'll talk more about Donald Trump, the election, and what it means for us here in California. After this word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All Star Collision. 951 279 9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951 279 9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizens. And last Saturday, Greg, a bunch of private citizens around the Inland Empire and actually throughout the state uh, took the opportunity to get out on the street and remind people that on November 1st, gas prices were raised by 12 cents, diesel by 20. But wait a minute. How come at the pump... At my gas station, I paid two sixty nine on October thirty first on Halloween, and today it's three oh nine. My math says that's forty cents higher. What happened to twelve cents higher? Well, there's a whole variety of reasons why California gas prices are much higher than the rest of the country. I was just in a Facebook discussion with a guy this past week, and I made this point: is that now California gas prices are the highest 
in the entire country of any state, including Hawaii, where they have to bring in all of the gasoline by tanker. It used to be it used to be the highest 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 state, and compared to Arizona, uh, there's a uh, regular in Arizona is two o nine a gallon. So we were all out there. Uh, the GOP had this statewide initiative called Gas Tax Trophy. I think I got that right. Mm-hmm. Gas Tax Trophy. Kind of an awkward name. But at any rate, this is... That's, a, that's the kind of marketing, clever marketing you get from the Republican Party. I mean, at least we got some marketing. At least they were doing something. I mean, the, the one in Redlands was organized by the San Marino County Republican Party. Go... They're, they're having a street rally. When was that? When the heck was the last time that happened? Right, and we had one down in uh, Corona, and another one I think in another part of uh, the Riverside County. Um, but it was like pulling teeth to get people out. But we just want to bring this up to everybody's attention because there are a couple of opportunities that we have to repeal this gas tax back uh, that are working their way through the system right now. One that is on appeal. Uh, it's Travis Allen's repeal effort. You can go to nocagastax.com. We still need people to go there, sign up to volunteer, because as soon as we finally get that ready, we're going to be out collecting signatures. Another one uh, that seeks to uh, am- amend the Constitution, basically, to repeal the gas tax and make every uh fuel price increase from this point forward uh, requires by constitutional amendment to go to a vote of the people. Right. And uh, I was reading an article that it's not just the these gas taxes. The other things that are coming is the current cap and trade is going to raise gas prices another 60 cents by 2021 and 70 oh, joy. plus cents by 2031. Plus other global warming regulations are, are further pushing uh, Gas prices higher in California. So you're, you're going to be looking at that now 90 cents different between Arizona and California is probably going to go to one, two, three, four dollars more a gallon difference between California and other states. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. And it's all part of the mismanagement of California's uh, money. Uh, it, you know, we there was a couple of articles out this week basically showing the mismanagement of Caltrans, uh, you know, laying part of the reason for this at the feet of the bullet train, a number of other things. Great articles at uh, CAPoliticalReview.com uh, talking about what it is that's driving this. Is there a connection between public unions and the gas tax? Do you think? Stay informed about this. Go to NoCAGasTax.com, volunteer, and get some uh, petitions sent your way once they're available. That does it for us. Another edition of the Unite IE radio program, as always, at 4 p.m. every Saturday, bringing you local political news. Back next week. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.